Welcome to this week's episode. I have a very, very special guest. The man who made this all possible. Top 10 podcaster. That's right. Mr. AP Aaron Powell's with me. Hello. I brought him out of retirement for this episode. (laughs) I brought him out for this episode in particular because it's PC culture. Yeah. And then gun control. Oh. Two things that we know a lot about. Two things that most people can't talk about without arguing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, I mean, it's great to have you here. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, man. It's nice to be back in the old studio. Uh, for the those wondering, that beautiful photo on my album art, uh, he is responsible for it. I, that I am. I look like a... I look. <laughs> I, so I get so many compliments. I showed a few people that one. They're like, you look very distinguished. <laughs> right? Like, you look like you're selling something. Yeah. I was like, I am. I'm my soul for downloads. <laughs> so, yeah. it's been a while since we've been in here. And, and we did Smutcast, which was a very popular podcast in Indianapolis. And yeah. actually, very popular in Japan, Germany. <laughs> yeah, all over the world. And we were known for not being PC. Oh, absolutely not. And now it's, and we stopped it, what, and was it? Uh, April, May of 19? It was May, I think. May. We stopped in May. Yeah. And it's got even worse. Um, And and it's because a new, two new new Netflix shows came out, which was Chappelle, David Chappelle. Yep. Watched it. And Bill Burr. Yep. Watched part of it. And then obviously we haven't come out in October is the new Joker movie, which we'll tie in a little bit later. Yep. So, and then there's a lot of backlash on Dave Chappelle because he basically made fun of a lot of things and he at one point pointed at the audience says you're you're the reason to blame yeah so they are though no i mean they absolutely are i mean if you're gonna go to a dave Chappelle show and if you're gonna go see a comedian like bill burr or i mean you know i've done stand up a few times and i've also went and watched a bunch i mean we have friends that still do it yeah and and i don't like ever go in there that's the point of comedy is you're supposed to be able to say things and, and kind of get away with it like you're supposed to make light of the worst situations absolutely i mean it, that, that's <clears throat> that's i mean that's what comedy was almost founded on you know what i mean it, it's being able to t- it used to be able to talk about you know those things that that weren't politically correct because you were a fucking comedian yep you know it, it you, you you were it was your job you know to make fun of the the crazy the crazy stuff that was going on yeah i mean i've done i didn't i did a set um one of the jokes was um hi my name is uh bj or whatever yes that's my real name and they're like why did you get that name they're like that's because my dad said what i should have been and they laughed ha ha it's like well it's still better than the first choice and they're like what's that abortion (laughs) 
<laughs> is abortion funny? No, no, it's no, not. It's, it's not. But it, it's it's if you can laugh at it, I guess. And in the other one was, wow, I've seen a crowd this dead since nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then people laughed at it because it's but, certain, because certain, people are coming to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're like, if comedy's not edgy, if, if comedy is not edgy, like, what's the point? And I actually told that joke to a veteran. He's like, dude, that's funny. See, because that's the other thing I was bringing up was is. Um, saw you know a nine eleven uh, that happened last month or whatever, and they were bringing up our you know anniversary of it. They were bringing up like this is a real hero, not like Colin Kaepernick. And and I remember we were talking to a friend of ours, um, Scott. Yeah. And I asked him off air. I didn't want to talk about it on air because you know I don't bring him into that mess. He's like, dude, we, we don't give a shit about fo- that football stuff. No, none. I don't care if he kneels. That doesn't. Who cares? Yeah, like well, you, you guys are getting upset more than I am, and I actually went and did stuff. Yeah, and that's where the problem. A lot was. of crazy shit. But you know, we you know we also talked to to Dorset from Tango Down. Oh yeah, that, mm-hmm. and you know he was the same way. He was like you know, and he's like you know he's like we 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 fought for your right to be able to do that. You know that that is that is technically your freedom of speech. That is your right to protest. You know that that's that that is for one. It's 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 a game. Like who? If if you take football, if you take professional football that serious, and you don't play, and you don't play the game, like you don't, you, you don't have a dog in a fight. I gotta get a jersey with my name on the back. That's it. I mean, you, you're you you are a fan. Like you know, we we you know, and of course we 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 bitch it you know about um, celebrities you know and speaking out um, and you know against this or that, regardless of whatever it is, um, you know it's their right, but. You know, if it was if it was you, uh, and you had that platform, why would you not? Yeah, the only, yeah, and then the other thing you have to take in account is the whole fly over the flag and um, the national anthem was like we the government paid for them to do. We that. We talked about that, yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing people still don't know. They're like, how dare them do this? I'm like. Do you not understand? Was a recruiting tool? Like this is this is paid. It has nothing this to do is with, paid advertisement. And then the NFL quietly gave the money back, but it was paid. And it's not like NFL's like, hey guys, let's be patriotic. No, they have owners who was like, oh, you're gonna give us money. You're gonna be an advert. It was just an advertiser. Yeah. And then we got mad at an advertiser. So, but we don't know the whole. That's the other thing about PC culture. So we don't know the whole story. No and, no, and nobody wants to anymore. So I found this article because you know me, I love rabbit holes. Oh yeah, um, KCResearch.com. This is called uh, "How the PC Movement Is Destroying America." I'm not gonna read the whole article, but uh, there he was interviewing somebody, and he gave the PC movement is actually happening across the world. Here's some examples. For example, Cardiff Metropol- Metropolitan University in the UK banned words like mankind homosexual, housewife, man-made, and sportsmanship in effort to promote fairness and equality through rising awareness about the effects of potentially discriminatory vocabulary. Here are the university's approved alternatives. Instead of manpower, students and faculty should say human resources. Uh, Instead of mankind, it's humanity. Instead of sportsmanship, it's fairness. Instead of polo victim, it's polo survivor. Wait a minute. What was sportsmanship? Fairness. Fairness? Fairness. I don't really think that that sums up sportsmanship. It's no. not about being fair. It's 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 more about giving a shit about the other person. 
Yeah, it's it's like afterwards, no matter what happens, like you, you shake hands, you shake hands, yeah, and you just walk away because it is you, a sport. You, you understand it. That's it. You understand it is a sport, and we are here to play a game. Fairness, and it's it's not about being fair because ain't nobody on a field trying to be fair. You're trying to cut every corner you can within the rules to, and you know, and sometimes out of it if you can get away with it yep. to win that game. You know, and and I would say a lot of players on the on the field. You know, once you get to a certain age, you know, would respect the fact, you know, would respect that, you know, that you found you found a way to cut that corner. You know what I mean? Is you found a way to play the game better. Yeah. And here's another one. Um, This is from this one's an older article, January 3rd, 2018. This one's by uh, Coulter. The 11 most ridiculously PC moments of 2017. This is when kind of got started. It was declared cultural ap- appropriation for white women to wear hoop earrings. A resident uh, assistant at Pilcher College sent out a campus-wide email declaring that it was unacceptable for white girls to wear hoop earrings. What about white dudes? What about Fred Durst if he comes on campus? He got to yeah. take him out? Fred, yeah, I mean, I would assume so, right? No hoop for you. But didn't, but didn't we... Uh, um, oh... I think it was there was a there was a I think it was a white chick that got that got beat up by a black chick for having cornrows. And yeah. she was saying, you know, that's cultural appropriation, you know, my people started that. And then come to find out actually it wasn't, you know, African Americans who started the cornrows. It was actually like some white uh I don't know, other race or some shit that actually started cornrows back in the day. So you know what I mean? It's like you know, especially when it comes to like cultural appropriation, like nobody really like no one race actually thought up something, if you think about it. Right? Like when it comes from cornrows, you know, I mean women been braiding her hair for years you know and somebody somebody did it a little different this time and then pi- so it's like pirates, pieces, pirates did it too pieces yeah pieces on pieces get added on it's like anything it's like fashion right i mean somebody somebody wears something well hey i think i think if we tweak that a little bit and made it this way that would look it would look better you know or it's different you know and then somebody else goes well hey what if we did this well hey what if we you know and it's just it's just on and on and so when it comes to like cultural appropriation, unless you can like certifiably tell me that your race started this, you you have you have, you have no say they because was, you can't. They were started in cornrows or braids, also called uh, king rows in the uh, in the Caribbean, are an ancient tra- traditional African style of hair braiding, which hair is braided very close to the scalp. That's from Wikipedia, but that also um, Vikings did use them too. Yeah. And then so did um which would be Norwegian yeah and so know. and so did pirates yeah so yeah that's what I'm saying I mean you know African Americans may may have done it different you know but like you can't you can't say nobody can say my race started this there's no fucking way there's there's no way that you can unless you were there when that all started to be able to tell me that this actually happened you cannot say that you have no 100 percent factual proof well because one account claims that dreadlocks which can be very similar um depending on the style originated in india unlike most who cite egypt as their birthplace with the dreadlock 
deity Shiva and her followers, it is likely that this is spiritually origin of dreadlocks is in Indian culture. I think that's what that was, that's that's what the girl had that got beat up. I think she had dreads. And and the, the main thing about that though is if they if if we want to go after mumble rap because they said they started it, hey, have at it. Yeah, just go, just go take. It's because nobody cares. I know. <laughs> well, they're they're still yeah they're selling still selling way too many of it. Yeah. But I have a few other here that made me, uh, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Berkeley students claim they did not have enough privilege to take their exam in class. A group of students at the University of California, Berkeley, demanded they be excused from an in-class exam because they just did not have enough privilege to be hand- to handled emotionally. Note, going to class and taking exams, literally what college is, so if you can't handle that, don't go. So just think about what I said. Yeah. Emotionally wasn't ready to take that exam. Emotionally wasn't ready. Yes. <clears throat> that that's that sounds like a fucking personal problem. Well, I'm gonna call my boss. Like I was not emotionally ready to go to work today. Yes. Yeah, so what? I mean, <laughs> get to work. And then and then one one thing is everybody's like, what is wrong with kids these days? Y'all raising them? Yeah. Don't no no no. Like that video I saw Dion Sanders. He's like the kids haven't changed. They're bigger, faster, stronger. They have more knowledge, but we're afraid of them. Yeah, like because we want our kids to be a certain way, so like, well, we want our kids to like us. Yeah, when your kid should not, I don't want to say your kid shouldn't like you. Yeah, your kid should respect you. You, your kid should respect your grind. And then you know, and then my oldest said something to him the other day. That was actually a week ago today. I just made my just got my new tires and rims. I'm not AP, so don't think anything flashy. It's basically the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> and i wrecked them right and i yeah. hit a pothole whatever and then my we changed the tire and my young son's like uh he's 14 he's like hey since we have changed the tire we're gonna uh, we're gonna go eat and i was like i was like colin read the room <laughs> and the next day luke thought i said i had to spend another thousand dollars to get everything fixed and i was saying that's what i spent all together yeah. but it was only one tire yeah he's like hey if we have to wait on my new phone i get it at it and i was like no like, yeah. No, no, I was talking about, he's like, okay, well, you know, I know how it can be. Yeah. So that let me know I just did something right. Well, yeah, you but, did something. Yeah. I mean, he, he under, he understand like he's, he's aware enough to understand that, you know, if, if by chance, I'm not saying money's tight, but if by chance money is tight because he heard, you know, well, that's a thousand dollars. Well, you know, a thousand dollars may not be a lot of money, but that's a lot of money. And the kid knows how how much it takes to earn that thousand dollars well that he knows that and then you know he, he babysat for you guys yeah. this year and he knew what like an hourly wage was how much you get paid and then so it's just a concept of that and i was just like because i had just it was like two weeks i've only had him on there for like a week yeah <laughs> so here's another one evergreen right. state college told professors to take students feelings into account when grading them what what Yes, seriously. School officials actually instructed professors to take into account the emotional commitment that some students have made to protesting on campus instead of doing work and to be aware that work of students has been involved in protest may also have been affected because many feel the campus is not safe. The college president has already given protesting student passes on their homework, concession that has captured on video that went viral in May. There's so many things wrong with this. Like emotional involvement doesn't doesn't mean shit. You 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 study the work and you take the test. Like how you feel about it, it does not matter. Oh, you fail exactly because college is supposed to teach you about if okay, it's responsibility. We're not here to babysit you. No, 
but now we're babysitting them and then, yeah. and then so we're colleges are treating them that way and then so when they're going out in the workforce so we have parents treating them that way then they go to college getting treated that way and then now they're being put down in the real world and then they're like what yeah they don't they don't they're not getting babied and because and they're going back home because you're dealing with you know billion dollar a year businesses and, and we don't billion dollar a year businesses don't have room for your feelings um i'm not even reading that that's stupid that's even beyond stupid the size of <laughs> chairs was declared a microaggression the size of chairs was deemed a microaggression aggression against overweight people according to a guide released by the new york school a private college in new york city damn those chairs do what so if i get on an airplane yeah and i'm a big dude mm-hmm. um like i get in a seat on an airplane going damn i need to lose weight yeah but i'm not gonna be mad at the airline they no. shouldn't have to cater to me when no no those seats are based it's on a, average it's a business and if you don't want to fly with them don't don't use their services if yeah. you don't like this then don't use their services we want everybody we want everybody to be accepted which that's just not the way it is in the real world no like no it, it's not if it's the real world everybody be married married and and then yeah have kids yeah. and a white picket fence yeah. and a, you Dog know big and ass cat. house yeah. yeah and a 401k with a yeah. hundred you know a million yeah. already yeah it doesn't work like that no and i'm not saying that we shouldn't be sensitive to certain things and i get it uh, but a city council councilman was concerned that hosey the hell how'd we sit siri off it's been doing that a lot lately even mine that's weird it, well, because we were not emotionally catering to her. <laughs> she felt left out. Yeah. A councilman was concerned that hosing poop-covered sidewalks might be culturally insensitive. What? What? This is in Seattle, imagine that. A Seattle councilman expressed concern that hosing down some filthy sidewalks that smelled of excrement might be insensitive because it brought back, brought back images of the use of hoses against civil rights activists. Before I saw saw this article, I would have told no, you. No, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, you're so, cleaning shit off the sidewalk. So in Seinfeld, when 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 the shop owner is cleaning, uh, spraying the sidewalk and stuff like that, like I don't, I don't know. That to me is, <clears throat> whew, wow. That that that's that's a that's a health issue. Like you can't just have shit on sidewalks. Like I don't know if there's a race that'd be like. Is this okay? And another thing is, if you make a race feel uncomfortable, then that's even worse. Like, hey, is this hose okay? I'm gonna spray. Like, yeah. Like, why are you asking me that? I, don't know. I invite over my my friends and black friends, and I just spray them with hoses. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's basically what. Yeah. That's yeah, basically. That's what, yeah. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. That's a huge. I don't know. Um, the next one. You is, have to pick up your dog shit. Yeah. Like what? Why? Why can't I clean? I mean, if you have. A bunch of bird poop on your sidewalk like you should spray it off and clean it off yeah that's just human that's just being a good neighbor and decent. yeah that's yeah i don't want to walk exactly like if you have a bunch of goose shit like here in indiana like mm-hmm. you don't want to have that everywhere mm-hmm. this one's funny a british student union tried to ban clapping and cheering because it was not inclusive to deaf people oh my god <clears throat> they can't see <laughs> they just said deaf the National Union of Students warned the audience as its conference to avoid clapping or cheering during speeches to make making deaf people feel excluded. The craziest part is they instructed participants to use jazz hands instead. <laughs> I'm, I'm not reading anymore. Spirit fingers. 
Like, like, how's that not going to make them feel even more weird? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't want to use jazz hands because that's offensive to jazz dancers. <laughs> Expecting people to be on time was declared culturally insensitive. A Clemson University diversity training taught participants that it was offensive to expect people to be on time because time can be considered fluid in some cultures. What? No, it can't. No, okay. Now, if we go back to the smug gas days, yes. we have, you know, Mondo talking about, uh, oh, what was it? What was it? CPT. C- yeah, CPT. <clears throat> so, and then you have Jeremy, who, Moy, who was late all the time, who yeah. was Asian. He was, he was hours late. Hours. Could you imagine class started at eight and he showed up at 11 when the other class starts? <laughs> I'm on time. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 no. That, no, I just, oh my God. The only time that, that time does not uh, matter is if we have time machines. Yeah. But I think so. In, 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 all right. So I think a lot of people are afraid to lose their jobs. Well, and yeah. In the same way we just said people are the same way afraid of discipline uh, kids. Like I have kids in my house that are my friend's kids. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. I'm like, you need to throw that away. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you and I'm not saying I'm old school. If people know me, that know me, I'm not old school. I'm, I'm, I respect, I respect people that are going through things, and but it has to depend on, just really depend on what they're going through. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, people that are transgender. Yeah, I understand that. I, you know, I, I know people that I know a couple people that are, and you know, I, I make a huge effort not to say anything stupid. Yeah. If they joke about it, then I'm gonna joke about it with them. Oh yeah, right. But I'm not gonna, you know, that's different. You're not gonna make a point to yeah make fun. Yeah, I'm not working on bits for them. <laughs> like, hey, I got something new. <laughs> See if you like this. <laughs> so and, I don't know. It's all depends on how you know the person, really. And I think that's the other thing is we have that got you culture. Yeah. Like I'm. Oh, I heard you. I got him. You say it. I got him. Yep. Um. So. A social a social justice math class taught participants how math has been used as a dehumanizing tool. An online course instructed math teachers to teach their students how math has been historically used to oppress people. Have to use all uh, have to use all class time wisely. Hey, I agree with that one. Math makes you feel stupid, but I don't think that's anything <laughs> to do with. See, I was good at math. I am now because I pay attention. Yeah. But I mean, I agree that people learn at a different level. Oh, absolutely. And I think uh, people learn in different ways. Yeah. And I agree with that a hundred percent, but I mean, I just, just to basically, so what are we supposed to do at school? And you know, the funny part is the schools that don't have this mentality, then I think those, you have to prepare people for the real world because you're afraid like, well, you have to be sensitive people in the real world that don't know you and don't care about you. They no. I'm not going to say that's okay. If I hire you and you're like, well, I'm going to be late all the time because time doesn't matter to my people. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, I'm not hiring you. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, you can't wear hoop earrings because they're sen- in- sensitive to like, what? Yeah. No, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It's almost like we are we're, I mean, we're more or less teaching these kids to be lazy. We're finding them a reason to be upset. We are, and we're fine. And, and and then and then we're almost punishing them if they aren't upset. 
Like, it's okay to be upset. I mean, when my dad died and my son was upset, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I talked yeah. to him and he... and, and but, ma- that's, but that's over a death. You it, know what I mean? It, yeah. But if you're upset because you get wrote up for being late for work, a place that you don't have to be at, that you choose to be at that has these rules. Yeah. So, and that that's just where I think the culture... We just got to calm down on it a little bit. No, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think we, we've got, we've got so far politic, you know, so far politically correct that there's. I feel like we are coming upon a time where there's going to be a massive, you know, redirect the other way. Well, I think we're overcorrecting right now, right? Oh yeah. So we have a president who Pete he kind of just says what he wants to say, right? Mm-hmm. This is not a pro or con. This is just yeah. there's proof in the pudding, as they say. Yeah. And I think there's been an overcorrection from that to try to go back the other way. Yeah. So they're like, oh, no, you can't say that. You know, he's racist. He's blah, 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 et cetera, whatever. I get it. Whatever your opinion is, it's on you. Like we always say, if the president affects your life that much. You may have made some poor life choices. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but we're trying. That came from the great Doug Stanhope. That's right. We're trying to, re- we're trying to redirect it, but we're, we're, there's nowhere to go. It's going to be to the point now where you're going to have to, like, if a boy talks to a girl in, like, fifth grade, you're going to have to sign a piece of paper that says it. He says it's okay for me to talk to me. Yeah. You know, and we had to meet whole me too thing come out. And then, I mean, it's just, there's just, it's nonstop. Like, you know, that's offensive to me. Well, that's offensive to you, but there's 29 other people that don't find it offensive. Yeah. So why are you ruining it for everybody else? Exactly. But people have a tendency to do that, though, because it, it, we're in a me culture. Mm-hmm. It's me. Yeah. Like it, how, how do I feel? What? Not everybody cares how you feel. No. Uh, <laughs> no. And then we want to, we want, and I think people are bitter and they get bitter in life. And then they just have this thought in their head that like everybody should be like them. Yeah. That's what makes us all great. We're all different. Absolutely. And but you get people around them and you let them loose and then you see what they're really like. Like I say is how you can always tell someone's racist. It's just, you know, let them drive for a while and get cut off. <laughs> yeah. One time they'll throw every, every swear word and, and racist word at that. <laughs> whoever's driving that car. I just think that everybody just needs to just take a step back and find out what's really offensive. Well, I think I think that's that's the problem. We we really don't have enough to worry about, and, and then, so we're looking for something to you know to have to worry about. You know, what I mean, it's kind of like um, you know, you know, now like okay, well, take allergies for instance, right? <clears throat> so the reason our body, it's the reason we have allergies, is because our body isn't fighting off anything. So our bodies make something to fight off, right? So the, there was a guy that um, uh, this has been several years ago. I read this, but um, he had like real bad allergies or something. Uh, like he was he got sick all the time. Like his immune system just wasn't shit. So his idea to overcome this was to walk barefooted through like like a horror like this big long like he went on this big long trek right and um did it barefoot so his body could you know take on all these germs and all this other stuff to give it to something to fight against 
instead of what was what was like say if it was his allergies right so his body had to figure out how to overcome all these new germs and all these new bacterias and all this stuff uh his body had to figure out how to fight against it well so instead of his his body trying to fight these allergies it started fighting all this other stuff and his allergies went away he didn't have any problems with allergies anymore you know and and so it's and i think if i remember right i think i remember hearing rogan talk about this one time um where you know kind of the same thing where we don't have enough to fight against and so our bodies start developing all these issues for it to fight against so that's you know that's the allergies it's you know fucking adhd you know it's like all this shit like our, our bodies don't have enough to fight off like I personally, I mean, everybody knows that listen to Smugcast, you know, got diagnosed with ADHD. Well, I'm not a sick person. I don't get headaches. I don't get colds. I don't, I don't have shit. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get sick. And so, and I've been like this my whole life. And so I think that my body needed something to fight against. And so I, that's how I came on with fucking ADHD because I didn't always have it. Like I kind of grew into it, but I was, I was never sick. And so like, I, you know, and it, I'm probably wrong, but that's what it seems like. You know, it's kind of the same thing, you know, cause technically when I was a kid, I had real bad, like, um, uh, asthmatic bronchitis when I was, you know, during the wintertime, I'd get sick, my lungs get all fucked up. Well, I grew out of that and then I didn't have anything. And then all of a sudden, like I started kind of developing this other thing, you know, and it was the ADHD where I couldn't concentrate, couldn't, you know, had a hard time reading, you know, I mean, I could read really well, but I couldn't remember what the hell I read, you know? So, I mean, it's kind of like those things, like, you know, we don't have enough going on to fight, you know, for us to fight against. So instead we're taking on this whole PC culture to where, you know, we have to find something to be offended by. You know, we have to find something to lash out about. And it all depends on who it comes from. And, and if you ever watch the movie Roadhouse, mm-hmm. he's telling him just to be nice. And he's like, yeah. well, what? The guy calls my mom a whore. And he says, well, is she? Yeah. <laughs> and I've, ta- I've taken that stance. Like if some, if we were, I've worked in customer service for 20 some years. And very rarely does somebody say something I'm like, and get up in arms about it. Like, I don't, I don't go home with this person. I don't care. Yeah. You know, there's two kinds of stupid. There's, there's the guy goes out in the middle of the woods, gets drunk gets naked and howls at the moon the other kind of stupid is the other one does it right here in the studio one of them you got to deal with exactly so and i've always lived by that there's two kinds of stupid so is there one i have to deal with and you know there's certain things i don't stand for bullying i don't some people believe kids have to be bullied Mm -hmm. i don't i don't believe in that i mean i was bullied for i was bullied and then i was a bully for a little bit and then i got to a certain age and i was just like one to two fight for the kids that not fight but stand up for the kids that were bullied yeah because i mean that to me bullying is still something that can have a huge mental effect on you i mean it can and i mean i don't i don't i don't think that kids that kids need to be bullied but i i think there needs to be um some type of some type of conflict there needs to be some kind of humbling experience. Exactly. Yeah, that. exactly. You know, and that's where, you know, and back to that Deion Sanders video is like, we all have that one coach that stood out or that one person that stood out that called you on your, on your, and like, Hey, like I get it. 
But, like, if you don't change, this is where you're going. Yeah, I mean, you need somebody to call you on your bullshit. Yeah, you do. And the other factor of the matter is, is, like, you know, we always have to overcome obstacles, and overcoming bullying is something good. But, like, when it turn starts, you see these videos of these people beating up these kids and, and messing with mentally handicapped kids. That yeah, that's, that's different. That's different. Yeah, I mean, if you're shoving them into lockers and yeah. stuff like that, and just because they're different, I get it. And that's one thing I realized is because a lot of us, like I, you know, uh, Mondo called me a big nerd the other day because I was looking up Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Oh, I went to a two hour hole. Oh, yeah. You can, man. Oh, man. Oh, if you don't know who Hunter S. Thompson is, it is phenomenal. You need to go fuck yourself. (laughs) And uh, Steph didn't know. What? And she was so mad at me. And I was like, oh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. You know, he brought out the, you know, the uh, gonzo journalism. Yeah. Like firsthand experience, and you know, yep. and you know, and I showed her the video of what he took every day to, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like the amounts of drugs that guy took. And do I condone it? No, but Hunter S. Thompson was his own person, did what he wanted, yeah. And I'm not saying everybody can do that, but like, there's still people out there you kind of look up to, like, wow, this guy just he wrote and then he wrote from his perspective, and you know, and his ashes were shot out of a hundred foot cannon paid by Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. They had Jack Nicholas there. Yeah. They told stories of the gifts that he gave Jack Nicholas's daughter. Oh yeah. Uh, there was one that was trapped in a rat trap and the, the card basically said, you know, basically this is what most men are like just preparing, you know, I think she's like 13, 14 years old, <laughs> Oh yeah. No shit. but he took a spotlight out on Christmas, flashing on Nicholson's house and then, um, port and then had like a, a elk heart in a, elk heart in a um box and then like poured blood underneath his door (laughs) like the fbi was called oh shit that's hunter s thompson yeah um but i just been trying to read more when i read more and i'm just thinking it's like my kids do i bully my kids no but they know when they screw up they're like "Uh oh yeah we're we're gonna have a talk yeah but no i mean i i feel like i feel like kids do need some type of they need to be pushed yeah but they but they 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 need to learn that they have to stick up for themselves no and that's and and colin texted me from school and said hey if this guy if this kid pardon the language because if this kid calls me a faggot one more time yeah dad can i punch him i was like son you don't just hit him because he says so i'm like if he if he physically comes near you and tries to do something physically, you have every right to oh, protect yeah, yourself. Absolutely. I didn't say go get the teacher. I didn't yeah. say do any of this. Because no, stand up for yourself. And he says, if he calls me that one more time, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> and I was proud of him because he was getting bullied by an older kid, bigger yeah. kid. And, you know, and that's before Colin sprouted up or whatever. But I also taught both boys, like, if you see someone getting bullied, do yeah, something about it. Do something. You know, and, uh, and, but, and I was, it's, it's hard though because kids are brutal. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, they are. <clears throat> and most of it's over, um, where you live at, your shoes. Yeah. You know, it's basically based off economics. Well, I mean, that's like, you know, so here, uh, back when school first started, we were two days in. And I told you about this last, you know, last weekend. Um, but we were two days in and we were we were getting ready to go to bed that night and my youngest comes in and she's like scratching at her head and and my wife you know of course my wife's fuck so anal i mean about the dog about the kids about any you know like well, why are you touch- why is that place itch why does you know why is that red why is you know and um she's like why are you scratching your head she was like well, i don't know and she was like well does it itch and she was like well yeah 
She goes, well, how long has it been itching? She's like, oh, I don't know, a few days. <laughs> and she's like, come here. Oh. And so, she, of course, she starts looking through her hair. And, and like, we found this one little, like, I don't know, I thought it was dirt. I was like, I was like, she's a, she's a tomboy. I was like, it's probably dirt. And so, you know, we, I kind of let it go. And it wasn't about 30 minutes later. And I come into the room and she's like in the bathroom digging through her head. Like she had lice. I mean, and you know, I mean, you've seen, I mean, we're not dirty people. We just, no. and, and so we were like, we were like, what the hell? And so of course I go get the medicine or whatever. But anyway, fast forward. So, um, wake up the next they wake up the next day I mean, we were up till we had her up past midnight that night you know did the whole treatment did the whole combing things out and making sure everything was dead and, and it was and um but so you know wake up the next morning and you know given she's kindergarten right so you know j- just starting school just you know and everything just builds you know if somebody you know if some somebody would have found out she had that then that would have been something that, you know, somebody remembered about her. And so the next morning, and, you know, I, I obviously was up earlier and went to work before they all got up. And when my wife got up, she texted me and, uh, you know, I just, you know, good morning, whatever. And I said, hey, I said, make sure you tell our oldest not to say anything about her having that. And make sure you tell her, my youngest, not to say anything about having it. Because you know as well as I do, some kid's going to lash onto that, and then you know from kindergarten she's going to be known as the dirty kid, you yep. know, and people are going to throw that. And I was like, she does not need that. No, absolutely not. And you know, I mean, I mean, it, it just did. I mean, kids are kids are assholes, and it's. I literally had to remind them over the next two weeks. As we're like, you know, battling this thing and re-shampooing and re-making sure she doesn't have anything. And I was like, hey, it's like, don't tell people that you have this because that's not something that you want to get started, you know, your first year of school. No. No. Oh. Especially not in, in, especially not that young. Absolutely not. Mm. But, you know, I mean, of course, I mean, it went away. You know what the weird thing about it was? We couldn't figure out where she got it. And that's that's the hard part, because literally second day of school, it's not winter time, so there's no hats. No, really. and based on um, what we found in her hair, um, like she had had it for about a week, and actually, actually, uh, no, it wasn't a week. It was uh, we. I think we figured out as well. Yeah, it was about a week. It's about ten days. We figured out that she had it, and, and so we started thinking back, like where would she even have it even been? you know, two weekends ago that she would have got it. And the only thing we could think of is we went to Chuck E. Cheese and one of the games that you play, you sit down in a seat and lean back. And that's the only thing that we can think of is how she got it. But the fucked up thing was none of the rest of us had it. No. Not even my youngest. And they all share combs and brushes and none of them had it. And that's the weird thing. It's just like bed bugs. I know it's a taboo thing. Mm-hmm. But like you can go to a movie theater, hospitals, get yeah. to people, uh, yeah. everything. So, and yeah, I mean, and and that's where you're like you freak out because you're like, what damn kid gave this to my oh, kid? Yeah. But you you just never know. You don't know. It could have been an adult. Yeah, could have been. I mean, we've all been to Chuck E. Cheese. Not what it used to be. No, the no. mouse has lost some weight. <laughs> yeah, it's a little messed out. 
So back to the PC culture. Yeah. Uh, new movies coming out in October. Uh, coming out this month is Joker, right? Yep. So, and I was reading some articles on it, and they said it was the wrong time to put this movie out. So have you watched the previews no, or anything I like that? I so basically, it's kind of an origin story of the Joker from the DC Batman world. And he's a struggling comedian. He lives at home with his mom. And he laughs at the wrong time. That's kind of a condition he has. And he's picked on and kind of ostracized throughout the whole movie. Made it feel like an outsider. And some of the people felt like, well, this is the last thing we need to do is have a bunch of white men, you know, kind of become vigilantes in a group and, and start hurting other people. So and I was like, it's a it's a movie, yeah. So and they were like, well, it's not the right time with all the mass shootings. And I was like, yes, well, I know Colorado. There was a a shooting a long time ago for for when Dark Knight came out. I get that, and there's mass shootings in El Paso and schools, and I get that. And you know, even Taxi, one of my favorite movies by Robert Scorsese and um, Robert De Niro, and is based on kind of a true story about obsession and things like that yeah but it goes back to the thing is like there's signs before these things happen a little bit oh yeah big time um and and it's a movie right so and they and they say um art imitates life or is it life and i think almost no art imitates life yeah yeah, art imitates life so and that's where i looked at it and i'm like it's a movie, so I thought back to all the movies that I watched growing up, and I'm like, I watched Rambo, and I never put on a bandana and started stabbing <laughs> Japanese yeah. people or Vietnamese yeah. people. Yeah, um, I watched Terminator, and I, I mean, I watched some messed up movies. Faces. I've never wanted to kill robots. Yeah, I've watched Faces of Death as a youth. Oh yeah, played, oh yeah. I played Grand Theft Auto. I've played Contra. Uh-huh. I played all these video games. My oh, sons yeah. play these video games, but. It all goes back to one thing that we keep talking about is PC culture, but also is it's easier now to talk about something via social media than it is to talk to a person one-on-one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Can you sit your kids down and say, hey, I saw you listen to this music, right? Let's talk about this. Yeah. You know, is my kids grew up on NWA, which sounds awful, <laughs> but it was rolling down my street, rolling down yeah, the street in my, my six foe. But I've you've been around me for for a while now, and yeah. you know how much I always talk to my kids. Oh yeah, like it's nonstop and very open about it and everything like that. So, um, you know, and but we don't talk about it. Then we get surprised when a kid does something. Uh huh. Like when when like I said is is. We have like you know when when uh, when dad died, Colin, they had a very special bond. Yeah, like he always tried to. Um, they would make up handshakes, talk about sports, bust each other's shop. Him and Luke had a great relationship, but him and Colin had a silly one. Yeah, and when he died, Colin started acting out. Yeah, I mean Colin tried weed at that time. Colin was like vaping. Colin was doing all those things because he was trying to a fit in with all the kids on on Snapchat, which I'm smart enough to know <laughs> and then also is because and i was talking to steph i was like i remember being eighth and ninth grade and i was like i, I kind of did the same thing oh yeah um you know and smoking cigars trying yeah, smoking cigars yeah yeah hell yeah you know and that's and, and i'm not condoning it but he did it and then we were able to find out where this was coming from he was yeah. around the wrong kids and he was actually the one of the wrong kids to be around if other kids because 
he's an alpha so he's like oh let's try this yeah and he, oh, was, yeah. And he was around older kids or whatever yeah and uh like last night or the other he's playing football now and he went to a football party like at, at a senior's house as a oh, freshman yeah. i was just like all of a sudden, I started thinking about, oh, my oh, God, yeah. my first time hanging out with older kids. That's where the good drugs came from. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and this is how ironic it is. He's like, Dad, this like this house is fat. They're fat rich. And I remember my first party I went to was like a freshman and then rolled up and it was like a half million dollar home. Yeah. No parents. Oh, yeah. And and I'm thinking to myself going, mm-hmm. I'm like, like, hi, like, he's smoking, he's drinking. That's, that's liquor. He is, yeah. I'm just like, wait. He's he starts this position. Like, yeah. That's a tennis player, and I'm uh-huh. like, like I'm confused. And I'm, I'm wearing a shirt that says, you know, no sex, no drugs, and rock and roll. It's an old Nike shirt yeah. you can get, like, and it's all crossed out. I was yeah. like, no, I'm just an athlete. And I'm like, what's all these athletes? And I'm like, and that kind of goes back to the PC world a little bit because we're like, we don't think like little jimmy's not gonna do this yeah but that's the point though if you don't have those conversations and i think that's why the piece of culture has got so bad is we're afraid to like sit down and go hey that's stupid hey you'd oh, be yeah. an idiot absolutely all right like, how are you feeling dude i mean when when i was growing up you know i mean of course I, I mean i was an athlete um and if you wanted good drugs like ask one of us because the athletes are the ones who had them because people wanted to hang out with the athletes yeah and then people want to drink and get high, and then Absolutely. and then you'll see like, why is this kid at the party? He's like a, he's in tie dye and a hemp necklace. Like, oh yeah, they get. And then and I know this he's sounds, the one who brought the weed. And and <laughs> the bad problem about it is though, then they get to talking, and then you got the weed the the guy who likes Grateful Dead talking to the guy who listens to Wu Tang, and they're hanging out. Oh yeah, like all these different cultures come together, and I'm exactly. just like oh drinking drugs okay. yeah sex drugs rock and roll and everybody starts hanging out and it, it that's weird but we're but we have to tell those kids those stories our kids our stories is because in order to learn from the past you have to know about it well i mean that, that, and that's the thing i mean i can't remember who said it but you know it was like it's like don't don't give your kids the life you never had yeah you know teach your kids the things about life that you never knew yeah which is which is you have it's not going to be easy but make sure you find something that you love to do and don't do something because you have to do it yeah well i mean you know when it's like when it comes to and when it comes to drugs you know i mean it's like it's like you know like you know tell them like look you know if if you're going to do this like try it do it but just know these are the consequences yeah like we you know we talk about you know talk about weed or whatever like theoretically it's 25 years old before your brain fully starts to develop yeah. and so and you know and before it's fully developed yes yeah, yeah. And, and that's why i told like Colin, like hey you know if you do this like i don't want you to do it it's illegal it's against the law and i do not want you to do this but if you do this this is a consequence yeah you will get kicked off sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't be able to play. You won't be able to play sports. Um, you know you'll and then uh, you can go to you can get arrested, and then also it, it can in mess up your motor functions because you're not fully developed yeah. yet. Yep. It, and that and that's and that's tough tough to hear because everywhere they they look, it's weed everywhere. Oh yeah, it's all over the place. Because we have one that's PC culture, like don't wear hoop earrings, and then now we have 
you know, um, Seth Rogen opened up a dispensary in Canada. Yeah. They're like, oh, I love the guy. He's funny. And they're like, oh, he's opened up. You know, so that's where, you know. We well, I mean, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, the states that have legalized it, why they've made it 21 and older. You know, because, I mean, like you said, like, I mean, your your brain is not fully developed until you're 25 years old. You know, that's partly why your insurance, your car insurance drops when you hit 25. Because your impulses probably go down. Yeah, everything, everything, because your brain is fully developed, so it works like it's supposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you hinder that in any way, whether it be weed, alcohol, you know, heroin, whatever, whatever drug, you know, you're, you're screwing with your brain until that son of a bitch is fully developed. And, you know, these, these, you know, like, I mean, you know me, I'm a, I'm a weed guy. Like I, you know, I don't, I can't use it right now is I have to take drug tests, but I am totally for, you know, legalization of, of marijuana, cannabis, but there are some, you know, I do, I do, I do kind of take a step back and go, okay, wait a minute, you know, okay. I remember being, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 year old kid who wanted alcohol, you know, and we got it, you know, well, there's going to be those same kids who want a little weed. Well, they're going to get it, you know, and then, and that's going to, you know, but of course, if you're not using it daily, you know, it's really not going to affect your brain as much, you know, I'm still going to say it will affect it because it will. I mean, any, you put anything in your body and it's going to affect your body. So, you know, these kids are, you know, there is a chance that it could screw them up, you know? So I, I, I'm, I'm such, I'm so torn because on one hand, I do want it legalized because I do know how much it can help. I do know, you know, what, what it can do for the body, you know, but then on the other hand, it's like, well, shit. Okay, are we adding something else that kids can get? Yep. You know, I mean, it's, we... a, it's actually with the way Illinois is right now. I was talking to somebody else. It's it's e- it's so much easier now. It's so much easier. Even when we well, were to get young. weed. Oh yeah. Oh it's, oh uh, yeah. They're bringing. I know people that are bringing back vape pens. Like oh yeah. Buying them and, and I can go so. get it right now. Yeah. I know three different places I can go get it right now, and I don't even smoke it. Yeah, and that, and that's the hard part is that so and that ties back into it, but. You know, we want to talk about kids and then worry about kids. And then, like, it's a lot of it's a mental health issue more than anything than it is. We went from PC culture to mental health issue to the next thing that was because they, of the Joker movie, they were afraid of more mass, that that yeah. movie's going to cause mass shootings. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking to myself is, yeah, there's probably one person that sees that and, and thinks like, like, hey. The, I've been bullied like that. I want to go out and hurt people like that too. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, yes, yes, there is. You know, there there might be somebody who does that. But the percentage, you know, as far as the population goes, of people who might do that is very slim. I mean, I would less like point zero one percent. You know, because I would think that most people who are mentally stable are going to go, well, that's not a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do that because that's fucking and, crazy. And a lot of people are leaving, are leaving um, breadcrumbs before they do it. Oh, absolutely. And people are seeing the signs and, and, and some of the, even some of the parents are afraid to see it. This, I mean, even the dude at Parkland, 
I mean, he, he left stuff on his social media days before, even the day of, and people saw it and nobody did anything. That, that kid, a kid just got, or a kid just got in trouble. I saw the video that like he was on, he was on, um, some either Snapchat or he was on something where he, uh, a chat site and he was like saying he's going to go to school and kill people. Cop, yeah. Cops arrest him. His mom was like, yeah. why'd you arrest him? Mike? Yeah. And they're like, well, you shouldn't arrest him just because he said that. I'm like, I'm well, okay. That's, I'm well, a, I, I, want, I want them to talk to him. And be like, it, hey, why, why'd you do this? And Indiana is, is a red flag state. I mean, we have red flag laws where, you know, and of course that's, that's I mean, we could do a whole freaking show on red flag laws. But, um, you know, technically, technically speaking, this, I'm just technically speaking, red flag, red flag laws are unconstitutional. Because they do, you know, it's your right to privacy, blah, 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 and all this other shit. But, like, if motherfucker says he's going to shoot somebody, like, somebody fucking tell somebody. (laughs) If you do it on a social platform. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, there's this guy who got arrested, said he was going to go kill, like, Patriots fans because of something. And I'm just like, okay, you want to talk about a movie being ill-conceived? Like this guy just got on his Facebook, yeah. like I'm gonna. Da, 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 da. I mean, and then you're like, well, what about my privacy? Like you put it on a public. You put it on, exactly. Like you don't own exactly. Facebook. No one no. went on to your. It's not you having me and you having a conversation and yeah. I saying some dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's and people just and but people want to react. I think a lot of people want the reaction from it. But do we need to do something with guns? It's, but I don't know. It's like they're trying to do with vape vape pins right now basically so we're not going to go after big tobacco who kills thirteen thousand people a day yeah, ten thousand and, and but you're, you're going to go after vape. black market black market shit and i talked to someone i knew and i was like hey what's going on and he was like yeah what they're doing is they're going on instagram yeah. and these cheap sites and they're ordering well, order from china and they're sending thc uh cartridges direct to your door and see that's another thing too because all this shit's happening to kids well these parents don't want to admit that their kids are smoking weed. And so they're saying, oh, well, it just came from vaping. You know, they bought this at wherever. Well, no, you're full of shit. You're too, you have such a big ego that you don't want to say, hey, you know, my kid fucked up. He ordered uh, THC cartridges from China and the shit came tainted with something. Yeah. That's what they don't, they don't want to say that. So you can't, they can't, you know, like Trump just came out back, whatever, and said that, um, you know they're going to outlaw all flavored um uh cartridges well it's not the flavoring like it's it's bad cartridges from china like <laughs> like everything that like happens to in in these type of scenarios it, it more or less always leads back to shit they got from china like if you yeah. think about it anything i mean f- food uh you know flavorings whatever it's shit that came from china you know it's the same stuff that uh you know the ufc got into where guys were getting tainted supplements well it was coming from china where they were mixing shit in batches that they just previously mixed steroids or what hga or whatever they don't have the same regulations we know they don't have any regulations yep because it's a dictatorship exactly um no and i agree with that like that's another point about it is is that is now we're doing an overreaction with that we are absolutely and the other thing is is we've had we had when epstein hung himself we had two mass shootings right after that i keep seeing that conspiracy theory and i just keep thinking about like what is what is ian thinking oh yeah 
It's what are we getting distracted from? Because we're not talking about it anymore. Exactly. Because we haven't talked about the Vegas shooting, anything forever since what happened with that one or anything. Oh, yeah, no, because it went away. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I just found it funny because Beta O'Rourke, I think, said we're going to take away. Is that, is that the one from Texas? Take away your ARs. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know so. if that's the way to handle it. Well, uh, okay. So, and, and I've, and I knew we were going to talk about this and I've thought about it a lot here you know late over the past week or so and and this may be kind of random and split up it's just how my brain works but um so you kind of go back to bump stocks right you know trump uh, outlawed bump stocks because that's what they used supposedly that's what the guy used in vegas right was bump stocks mm-hmm. well if you've ever used a bump stock uh you would realize how stupid that ban is because yes, does it somewhat make an AR fully automatic? Yes, it does. But there have been plenty of tests, like guys who have did like a you know side by side comparison, where you personally who has little gun experience whatsoever could pull the trigger faster than what a bump stock will allow you to pull that trigger. Yep. So so that's one thing. Um, you know, and another thing too is is the misuse of the term assault rifle assault rifles technically are fully automatic rifles so anything that gets sold in the united states is not an assault rifle because it's illegal to own an automatic rifle unless you have a permit and to get that permit the background check which i know so much but this background check uh you pretty much have to have an absolute sparkling clean uh background to even get to even be looked at to get that permit and then the like to keep up on it is so stringent like it's 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 crazy like you you pretty much just like have to not do anything to keep it right so so there's that um so, you know, and of course we can go into conspiracy theories all day long with, you know, all these mass shootings and the shit that actually happens with the government around those shootings. You know, it's like the Vegas shooting, you know, you know, of course it's been so long now I can't really remember, but what were we distracted from that came out later from that shooting? You know, what was going on when that shooting happened? It seems like every single mass shooting that we have there's always something that somebody within the government is trying to, you know, get put out there, but be under the radar. That's where they trigger their Manchurian candidate or the winter soldier. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> but what I find interesting is top, um, top civilian gun owning countries, U.S. Oh, it, we're up there. Firearms per 100 residents were 120.5. Yemen, this is a survey from 2018. Yemen is number two. Serbia is number three. Uh, I'm not going to say that word. Uh, Montenegro. <laughs> Threw it out there. 39.1. Uruguay, 34.7. Canada, 34.7. Cyprus, 34. Finland, 32.4. Lebanon, 31.9. Iceland, 31.7. So. But, you know, it goes back to, you know, what our population in the United States is, what, like 350 million or something like that? Yeah, and here's something I just saw. The mass shootings account for a tiny, tiny uh, preparation of all gun deaths. Of the 38,651 who died in 2016 were 
22,938 were suicides. Suicides, yep. 14,415 homicides, of which 71 died in mass shootings. That That's obviously, that's a little bit. But the problem is we see everything as a mass, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which that's and it and i get i understand that culture is like hey like we i we all have me and you both have kids in school yeah it's just that thought right there oh yeah and then that's where you know i talk to the boys see something say something yeah absolutely but it's you know it's it's still mind-numbing that if no matter if we ban them we tried but prohibition with alcohol we tried pro now we're gonna try prohibition for with for vape pens good luck <laughs> yeah um prohibition does not work in the united states no i mean because that's isn't. where the black market grows i mean that's why the yeah. border grew so much Absolutely. And, is because okay these countries these guys are willing to sneak it in to risk it in order for something to grow well yeah it's, it's all about the dollar man and you know how many you know how many guns come from chicago what is it indiana to chicago right is that is it, or is yeah it, no, it's Indiana, to Chicago. So and and and, but and, they're all illegal guns. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. is that's the problem? Is it's going to be hard? No, no, no one's going to take your guns away. Nor should they take your guns away. I agree with that one. But no offense, if someone calls in on you and say, "Hey, this dude's in the backyard shooting a gun in the air, acting stupid," yeah, they need to come talk to you. Yeah, I mean, and, but you, can't, and you can't say, "Well, it's my Second Amendment right." You're in a residential neighborhood exactly. shooting in the middle of the air during the middle of the night. Yeah. I want someone to talk to you. Well, I mean, first off, I mean, like I said, Indiana's a red flag law state, right? So if you're doing something like that, like, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get arrested. I mean, did, first off, you're in you're within city limits, like that's against the law anyway. Did you see did you see the new is it true about the license plate readers? I don't know. I saw that. Jonathan Jonathan uh, from Juicy Show said he got pulled over for I didn't read I didn't read this whole article but I was thinking to myself like I hadn't heard anything about that. I've never, I've never heard that. No, uh-uh. because that. I mean, how many people be screwed for bad license plates? Oh yeah, well, that's like might expire tomorrow, and we don't have our tags yet. <laughs> oh, but you got your receipt though, right? No, did you not pay for them? Yeah, long story. Okay, long story. Um, but um, shoot, what were we talking about? License plate readers and how? Not nah, before that. Um, we but we were talking about how. You can't be upset if you draw attention to yourself. Yeah, but there's, but they're not going to disarm your guns. No, I mean, so you, you know, they they talk about taking away all the guns, and like you said, you brought up prohibition. So you're looking at with all of the gun, you know, all, all the all the murders, you know, whatever. Um, gun deaths. That's what I was looking for. Took me a second. Um, but I mean, you're only, you're only really looking at about um, less than ten percent of legal legal gun owners who are committing crimes, right? So you're you're talking if they <laughs> and 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 I know this has been said so many times, but the only people who are actually going to turn in their guns if we're we're told to are going to be legal gun owners. Yeah, I, people I, who are law-abiding citizens who are probably never in their life ever going to have to use that gun uh, in self-defense. 
you're asking them to turn in their guns. So you're only looking at about 5% of the population who are going to turn in their guns. So out of 300, uh, let's, let's do the math here. Uh, so out of 390 million guns that are on the streets or that are in the United States, uh, we're going to times that by 5%. So you're looking at out of 390 million guns, you're looking at 19,500,000 guns that are going to be turned in. Wow. Out of 390 million. So that leaves for everybody doing the math at home, uh, 375, roughly 375,000 guns or million guns. Wait, no, that's not right. Uh, three, so yeah, no, so, so 370 million guns are still going to be on the streets. And so you just took all of the weapons away from all of the law abiding citizens. And most people, I don't know, like, I ain't gonna lie. When I walk and even before this happened, like if I see an open carry, I still get nervous. It still bothers me. Hmm. Even though this person's a good person i don't know but i st- yeah. it just still bothers me because um, i think it's it how do i say it but it's it, but it's all about comfortableness with guns you well, know what i mean Com- because to me like to me like that doesn't bother me because i don't know i don't know him well but but the thing about it is that dude has passed a background check he has passed but we don't know though if he's carrying it in public yeah he absolutely has to I'm just because if a cop sees you carrying that weapon, mm-hmm. he's going to ask you for your identification. And he's going to ask you for your permit. But it, but is that infringing on their rights? No, absolutely not. Well, then why are people upset? I've seen videos where people say like, no, like I have a legal permit. Like you don't because it's, it's if a cop sees a sees you with a gun, he has every right to ask you if you are allowed to carry it because it's against the law if you're not. It, I guess it's just the people that how do I say it? Because I, I know you, Geo, I know many people that have their guns on them. It doesn't bother me, right? Yeah. Because you don't parade them around like it's a it's a Dolce and Gabbana purse. No, because I don't want you to know if I got a fucking gun. I agree, <laughs> but I think it's also part of the. It's also the same person who has a cell phone on his hip. He has his gun on his hip. He has a chain belt or chain wallet, and he's wearing some kind of pre made cutoff. People and and Crocs. To to me personally. Um, you know, and I may get shit for this. Uh, I really don't care. Um, but to me, people who carry their gun on the outside of their hip. And I mean, some places, some places you're not allowed to conceal it. You know, but Indiana is not one of those places. If you are one of those people who walk around with your gun on your hip, like you are a just hardcore pro second amendment, don't care like it's my right type shit, right? And to me, that's stupid. Because am I pro? Absolutely, I'm 100% pro Second Amendment. I think you should be allowed to own firearms. I think you should be allowed to carry them as long as you are a stable person. You've passed a background check. You don't have any felonies. You're not a fucking loose cannon. Like I absolutely believe you should be able to own a gun, carry one whatever you want to do with it right what about businesses that are like i don't if you have a gun i don't want you to come in don't shop at those places the, the, to me that's just cut and dry 
Absolutely. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not like, like, you don't want me to carry my gun? Okay, well, I just won't shop there. I'll, there's plenty of other places where I can go shop. And I, like, I, to me, it's it's not a big deal. And, and that's another problem with, like, the whole kind of PC culture and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, everybody feels like they are fucking important. Well, you're not. Like, you are not important. There are 350 million people in this country. Like, what makes you think that you're more important than somebody else? Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing is is if a company who you don't work for you don't pay their salaries and they're like yeah i don't want your gun in here so be it and then someone that's fine i saw someone post like then how's it gonna stop and say i don't want these certain kinds of people in your stores i'm like no they're talking about in an aminate inanimate um inanimate so and you're talking you're not talking about a certain thing i'm like well you know you're only talking about you know um, I'm like, no, I just don't want your gun in my store. Like, yeah, no, like, every time, you know, and, it, but it, you know, and, but then that also has its setbacks, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, every, every, more or less every mass shooting is in a gun free zone. Like schools can't have guns. Um, concerts can't carry guns. Um, uh, then, then there was a, uh, uh, I remember one, I, was, I can't remember if it, um, if it was in Florida or where it was, but it was at a, um, um, I want to say Army, I can't remember, Army Recruitment Center. Like, the, these men who are trained to use guns aren't allowed to carry a gun inside their place of business. Well, there was a shooting there. Shot them both, shot... Uh, I think there was two of them in there. Shot them, shot a couple people outside. Um, but, you know, at Walmart, the Walmart shooting, you know, you are allowed to carry guns in there, but how many people carry a fucking gun to Walmart? <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you been to Southern Indiana? Well, okay. But that wasn't in Southern I, Indiana. I was at, yeah, I was at Walmart today in Vincennes and saw three people. Hmm. But more or less, most of these places are gun free zones. You know, like uh, the one uh, that happened at the same time the Walmart one, well, actually a couple hours later, um, was uh, at a um, bars, a mm-hmm. strip where, yep. you know, bars. Okay. Well, a lot of states have laws that state that, <clears throat> that just like drinking and driving, that if you're over a certain limit, you're not allowed to, ha- you're not allowed to carry your gun. It's, it's, it's just like drinking and driving. So. Yeah, I don't know if that state was or not. Was that in, was it in it was Ohio? Ohio? I don't mm-hmm. know if Ohio was like that or not. I don't know. But chances are, you know, if you're going out drinking, you're not carrying your gun. No, like, it, I, if I'm going out drinking, like, I don't have my gun on me. And, and I know this is weird to be like, well, there's been shootings in schools and Walmarts. But certain places, I'm not going to go because I know, like, mm, this could get a little sketchy, right? And they're like, well, it, and I know, like, I'm going to catch you. Like, this happened. At, the, the other thing is, if you're teaching doing drills for students at schools about shootings um most likely the person who will come in to try to shoot it is, <laughs> is in their at that school. school yeah um i know that sounds really horrible like i said i have two teenage sons you know to go right over here at greenwood high school and but and you know i asked my sons about it and, and luke goes yeah, yeah that seems kind of stupid don't it <laughs> it does but what are you gonna do we're you, know, you you we're, we're we're at that point uh in time you know where um our our mental health um association i don't know what else to call it um but you know we're okay so back up 
So most of these people who do these mass shootings are fucked up in the head. Every one of them. The guy in Vegas was on SSRIs, got off of them. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. Was off of them. Was, had, was known to be off of them. Well, okay, so me with my ADHD, right? I'm on a stimulant, which means I can take it today. I can not take it tomorrow. I can take the next day. Works no matter what. If you go on a non-stimulant, you have to take it every day. And it has to be, yeah, because it has to be. It has to build up in your system, right? Mm -hmm. So, but, and so I was thinking about making a change to a non-stimulant just because, you know, I mean, I'm just getting older and I, you know, it's not about, you know, fucking speeding my balls off, whatever, you know, you know, whatever. And which, you know, I mean, I kind of enjoyed that aspect. It gave me that little bit of extra energy. Uh, you know, it kind of helped me. It really helped me focus and all this other shit, right? Well, I was just kind of to that age where I'm like, man, I just, you know, I don't really want to do that anymore. You know, I just want something that, that makes my brain work the way it's supposed to all the time. You know, if I got to take one little pill in the morning, so be it. Well, so then the more I got reading into it, a lot of them, you know, you can't just stop. You can't just not take it. You know, you have to take it every day. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to have to take something every day. If I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just stubborn like that, you know, and that's all it is. I'm stubborn. That's yeah, all it I is. Mean, and from the experiences and, we've had from other things. Where, yeah, exactly. And you're just like, I don't want this to control me exactly. for every day. And exactly. Like, oh, God. And if coming off those, like you read, you read the description, like if you come off those without weaning yourself off of it, it's. Okay, you might go into mass depression. Yep. Uh, you might have suicidal thoughts. Yep. You know, and they're all like that. Well, that's an SSRI, like Wellbutrin. Like that's that's an off-label use for Wellbutrin is for ADHD. Well, if I come off that shit, like a lot of these mass shooters have come off their SSRIs, um, you know, they start having these fucked up thoughts. Well, the guy in Vegas, same deal. Went ape shit, shot a bunch of fucking people, 58 people, or killed 58 people, if, I, if, I, if that's right, if I think that's right. Well, and then I've had antidepressants before, and then, like, I like, and you say if you come off of them, you get them. When you take certain ones, you get them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like certain ones can, they start intensifying my. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just They like, can, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I was just. But was, I mean, see, that, I mean, that's part of the problem. Like, our, you know, mental, you know, my wife is in mental health. And, you know, and I hear a lot of these stories of like, of like what happens to these, to kids, to adults, to whatever. And then, you know, they get put on this stuff and then, you know, they don't want to take it anymore. Well, then they come off it. Well, then they go fucking crazy, you know, but mental health is not uh, looked upon enough in this country to, to, to help people. You know what I mean? A lot of these people, like, you know, when they talk about increasing these background checks, you know, I I am one of the pro Second Amendment people who are like, you know what, you know, fucking test that dick, test that guy, or like he's fucked up. Or here's a prime example myself is you know I'm with you all the time. You have your guns, and I don't care. Yeah, you know, um, but if you went and looked at my medical chart with everything I've taken, oh yeah, like that should be a red flag. Like <laughs> yeah, like manic depressive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This this and this or whatever. They'd be like. Dude, I don't know if we should give you a gun. Like it says, manic depressant in there. Oh yeah, but you make that decision not to based upon that. Yeah, and that's why I don't have one because I'm manic depressant. And yeah, I'm not saying I ever and, would. And no, but, but I'm smart enough to know like. But there are a lot of people in this country 
who don't have the brain or the willpower that you have, they are so hung up on what's my right. Well, no, technically, yes, it is your right, but you are a danger to the society if you have one. Well, I, I, I count in not only myself, but also is my family, right? Yeah. Um, for the simple reasons, I don't know. I know. I don't know if any of my kids have depression yet. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We talk to them, we ask them and anything like that, but you know, See, but and we, it, it runs in my family mm-hmm. and thankfully so far it has skipped me. I mean, um, I have counting my dad. I have four. So I have three uncles and my dad, right? Um, three of the four have depression. Well, my grandmother had it. Well, I never thought much about it. And I don't, I mean, I, I, as of now, I don't have it. Uh, but a lot of them, it kind of came later on in life. Um, you know, what triggered it, whatever, I, I don't know. But my mom's side of the family, nobody has it. My mom's side of the family had addiction issues. Well, fucking nailed that one. And <laughs> so, you know, so, exactly. So, you know, so, so I hope that it, that it skips, that it's, that, that I don't carry that trait to pass it on to my children. But that's why I'm, why I'm bringing this up. Um, so I had a couple instances, instances, um, here like a year or so ago where and this is i know i told this on smugcast <clears throat> but um i had went to bed at night um and, you know and typically you know uh, you know uh, five six seven nights out of the week right at night i have a couple drinks you know i mean i don't i don't get off you know i don't get all drunk fucked up whatever you know but i may have two drinks may have three drinks i don't know you know i just a couple I just, white claws is that what you're saying yeah I like i like to have a couple white claws man that's my shit now i love it um <clears throat> but um you know or whatever it is you know i mean i, I like vodka tonics you know uh, a little gray goose you know a little gray goose and tonic man some good shit but you know, I'll have a couple of drinks at night because I, I am a high strung person. You know, I do have ADHD, you know, I mean, I, it, a lot of times it is hard for me to settle down at night. So if I have a couple beers, if I have a couple, whatever, um, you know, it, it, hel- it helps me relax. And, um, so, but anyway, so about a year ago, uh, maybe a little more than that. Um, I had, I had two beers. That was it. I had two beers that night, went to bed, and woke up about hour and a half later and walked over to our hamper and proceeded to piss in our hamper and pissed in it put the lid back on it went to bed and the next thing i know the lights are on in the room and my wife's like what are you doing and i'm like what are you what what are you talking i had no clue that i did that had had no recollection whatsoever and i'm like what are you talking about she was like you just pissed in the hamper and i was like what i was like no i didn't i was like i've been asleep and she was like you just pissed in the hamper i was like no way so i get up and walk over and sure enough all the clothes in the hamper are soaked with piss and i had no i had no memory of it and it freaked me out so bad that the next day before I had even went to work, I took every gun that I had in my house that was loaded with one in the chamber, unloaded them all, took everything out of it, and hid 
all of the ammo that was in the magazines for those guns and hid them all over my house so I could not find them because I was so terrified that I could wake up in the middle of the night and potentially harm my family and not remember it. It like it totally freaked me out because I couldn't figure out why I'd never done that before. Actually, there was one other occurrence. It was about three months before that. But I was really hammered that night. <laughs> and so I didn't really think about it. But that night freaked me out so bad that I was like, shit, like, could I wake up in the middle of the night and go and shoot my entire family and not even remember it? Like, so, I mean, it freaked me the hell out. So I literally left all of my guns and ammo, everything unloaded, locked away. I put shit in the safe. I hid shit around the house where I couldn't find it. And I knew I couldn't find it because then when I actually went back to try to find it, it took me about two weeks to find it all. But, um, but I, two weeks because I was like, I I don't, I don't, I can't take that chance, Mm -hmm. you know, but it, it was like, it scared me enough to because the first thing i thought of was shit am i getting this depression shit you know is that coming on me and so i you know i went a few weeks and i talked to my parents i talked to my uncles I talked to a lot of people and say hey was this something that you experienced i did a lot of research online and you know i finally came to you know the conclusion that it was just a fluke and it has been ever since i've i've done stuff like that this happened a couple of weeks ago where I'll wake up, right, and I know I'm awake, and I'll and I'll and I'll actually step into bed, put my feet on the floor, and then I'll start falling back asleep, sitting up, like to the point where I'll fall on the floor. Oh shit! Like yeah. I'm conscious when I wake, yeah, but I'm I just sit there in the dark, and then like I fall back asleep, sitting up. It makes no sense. Yeah. So I actually stand up, and I'm like I walk it off to wake up, and I'm like, because my head starts going. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm I'm like, there's a metal coffee table and then and a, a wooden um um bent or wooden um shelf right there yeah so if i go either way i'm splitting my head open <laughs> yeah. but i'm sitting there consciously falling yeah. over and it just started yeah. happening and yeah. i was just like am i that tired yeah and it was like it makes no sense so i'll get up and i'll actually go outside and i'll wake myself up be like yeah. all right now go back to sleep yeah because i won't lay back down i'll just oh yeah yeah I, and i'm like i what what makes my brain sit up and that's a very interesting fact is like our brain we don't know what's going to make us do at times yeah so so no and and and, and oh, whoop. i think this cord's getting loose in this mic we're up to change it hot mic hot mic but you know i mean it, it's and i, I kind of i've come to 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 find like so when you go to sleep at night and i was totally getting off topic but when you go to sleep at night you know, there comes a certain point within the night where um, your adrenal glands kick in and you start waking up. Like it's a very slow, long, drawn out process, right? That's why, you know, a lot of people say, uh, well, I don't even have to have an alarm anymore. I just wake up, you know, on time. Well, it's because your body has that internal clock and knows that, okay, well, we have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning. So we went to bed at 10. And then so, you know, you sleep, you go through the REM state, you go through all the dreams, you go through all that shit, right? And then your body starts to slowly wake itself up. Well, I have an issue where if I'm even remotely dehydrated, when that starts to kick in on my body, I wake up instantly. And it's a most fucked up scenario. It just feels totally fucking weird. That's what I was going to ask you is, do you have this where you wake up 
and then but you know your body wasn't ready to wake up and you actually feel like i'll wake up at four in the morning naturally mm-hmm. i'll wake up like oh man i feel pretty good it's like oh it's four i'll lay back down and yeah. if i lay back down and then like let my body go back to full sleep and then like i'll wake up by an alarm i feel worse than i did when i yeah. woke up at four you do that's so weird though yeah no i mean and actually um i was listening to somebody talk about that the couple weeks ago um where if you if you wake up and it's relatively close to that's why having that's why having a uh, a snooze is so bad because if you if when your alarm goes off if you just wake up you actually will feel better throughout the day than what you would if you hit the snooze and then waited for the snooze to wake you up. You know, it may be just a very short amount of time, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you get your snooze set to. But because because of how your body functions, when it wakes up, it's ready to get up. But if you let it go back into a sleep state, then you have, you know, the chemicals that it releases to allow you to go to sleep, it those those chemicals like it takes a while for those chemicals chemicals to work its way back out of your body so you do feel worse if you don't just get up yeah i noticed that and then i was like it's four in the morning i don't want to get up yeah, well yeah now there's and i've started listening to my to my body a lot more because there was a lot of times where i would wake up at like four or five o'clock in the morning and like oh shit i got another hour two hours of sleep well then when i'd wake up at my normal time i'd feel like shit yeah, I don't listen to my body whatsoever, <laughs> except when it says I'm hungry. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, it's time to take a pill. Yeah. But no, I mean, you know, back, you know, back to, you know, the whole gun control thing. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of unknowns. And I don't think any one person um, in this, you know, presidency or the people, you know, in Congress or whatever, uh, I don't believe any of them have the answer because it's either all or nothing with whoever you talk to. And so I, I do think, you know, there's, there's a solution. You know, I, I don't necessarily know what it is, but I don't think that that solution is going to come from Congress. No. You know, the, the, you know, the solution comes from, you know, people like you and me sitting around having a conversation and weighing the positive and ne- positives and negatives. There's some people that say, like, don't take away air guns. Like, Jim Lucas, is, who's from Seymour, um, he's been on um, Married with, with Children. Children. Yeah. He's debated um, another um, Chris Bangle. Mm-hmm. He says, we don't need less guns. We need more guns, and we all should have one. I'm like, I don't want one. We already have one. There's enough guns in this country for everybody to have one. And it's and it's almost like like you and and, and just when people are like, Well, you need to have one, someone's gonna break in your house, what are you gonna do? I'm like, what are you gonna do when they break in your house and you do have a gun? Like like Are you gonna be able to pull the trigger? I don't Are you gonna be able to get to it to be able to pull the trigger? You know, and that and that's a sad like and and they make you feel guilty, like, Well, you need to protect your family and I was like, I pay rent. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, but in all, in all honesty, you know, out of out of everybody who has a gun in their house, are you willing to take another person's life? A cop of 35 years when I was working at Washington and Arlington said people across the street had just got murdered. Right. And I think they tried to resist their the home invasion or whatever. 
And I was just like, man, I was like, I don't know what I do. He's like, if you know someone's in your house, get your family, get to the room, lock the door and let them get out of your house. Yeah. He's like, if you, he goes in and, and I was like, really? He was like, you're a cop. Why would you say that? He was like, he goes, well, think about it though. If they have a gun to get me, then what's going to, and I have a gun, what's going to stop them from getting the rest of them. Yeah. And so just let them get their shit and get gone, you know, and, and prepare. He said, prepare yourself in a room if they do come in. Yeah. Have your family back and just be prepared. Oh Yeah. But it's like, don't go out there and try. You don't know. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't. No, I mean, and, and I actually, I actually completely agree with that. Because there could be two or three in the you house know, and you go out and then if they get you, well, they, they could. Exactly. And then you're like, hey, they got me. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, everybody, everybody talks a big game. You know, everybody, you know, I go to the range, you know, I practice, I practice, you know, shooting. But when your adrenaline is going, and you know that your life and your family's life is on the line like you don't know what the fucking happened you know some people you know may may fucking hone in and be able to take out you know couple, I think, two three people whatever i think, you know? I think maybe my biggest fear is to be a 15 six year old kid oh yeah and he not have a gun or something and but then, it does, you know and then that's and that's the hard part is because it, you don't know and that's te- and you know technically you know in the state of indiana by law it doesn't matter no i know by law it doesn't matter but can you live with the fact that you killed a 15 year old kid no i know i couldn't no a lot of people couldn't i know I, I still think about them stopping treatment on my pops like i said hey stop treatment and then he passed away and he needed to and that yeah. still haunts me oh yeah and you know and then let alone like someone you know and they're like well they're bringing your house you have every right to kill them and i'm like i'm not a big fan of trying to kill people no, and, and, I, and I don't think most people are. But they should. But I feel like we get mocked at times when we have that stance. Like, nah, bro, I'm good. Well, I mean, I mean, and that's it. You know, I, I, I do not want to kill a fucking kid. I try to live in a medium, middle class, low class kind of neighborhood, so no one's going to break in. <laughs> yeah, like I'll let you have the bigger house so they can go over there. <laughs> but you know, I mean, in in all reality, you know, I mean, I, I have guns. You know, yes, yes, they are for. You know, I mean, they're not for me. Like, I don't give a fuck about me. Like, fucking kill me. Like, it, you know, I don't care. Yep. But the problem is, is I have, I have, I have two little girls and a wife. You know that that I have a big fucking problem with you killing. And that, and that's where the issue is with being fifty. Because you know I love shooting guns. You see yeah. me when we go. I I have no it's problem. A good, it's a good time. It's a no, stress reliever. I have no problem with being around them. Um, only thing I ask is if you come to my house to say, "Hey, I have my gun. <laughs> is it okay if I bring it in?" <laughs> yeah. My cousin did that, and it was so respectful. He's like, yeah. "Hey, I got my gun. Is it okay yeah. if I bring it in?" I normally just bring it in. <laughs> I don't anymore though. Where did I put that thing? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did have to put it up in the fucking. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. And then we brought. And then I've taken my boy shooting and you know yeah. i'll take my wife shooting like if you show them the respect of it then that's different yeah. right oh so, yeah and, but that but i think it's back to pc culture it's all or nothing yeah that's what it like, seems we're like. not willing to find a good common ground because no, but there has to be people want to get votes people want to get elected I don't, I don't know that there is there's not you I know mean, what i mean i mean i mean because the the, the answer i don't believe honestly that the answer is less guns i i don't i don't believe that because there are so many already we're not naive enough i mean how did i mean how did cocaine how did cocaine crack get into exactly and that's another thing too 390 million guns in the united states that's just how many that were sold here i mean think about it and they're like yeah we need more border security it was like hey i agree with that 100 percent 
how many of these shipping containers and how many of these other things exactly. come over, how many of these planes come over. Yep. And then because think about well, it, if you're an awful person who's all about money and doesn't care what happens to those guns, like if you watch Sentence of Anarchy, Anarchy, and I know that's a television show. Yeah. But Kurt, um, not Loder, Kurt, um, can't think of his last name, but he based some of that stuff off what was really happening in motorcycle gangs. Yeah. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing about it is, you know, and even about, you know, the whole illegal immigration shit, which, I, you know, I don't want to get on that, but it's, 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 it's been proven that a lot of the illegals that come into this country aren't coming in and crossing that border. You know, a lot of those people are coming in by plane. You know, it's like, how do you stop that? Isn't it almost by truck, too? I, that, I, that I don't know. I've I mean, seen, just I, the last thing I heard was, you know, it, it was mainly, pl- you know, people flying in and shit. But, you know, and I could be totally wrong on that. And it could be something I fucking heard. It's fake news. I don't know. But, you know, I, I'm not here. We're not here to talk about that. But, you know, it's, it's, I mean, we know something needs to be done, but I don't think that it is less guns. You know, I don't, you know, now I don't think that, okay, every place needs to be, we, we don't need to have gun-free zones, you know, because I'm sh- there are certain places where, you know, I, I don't know where, but there may be some places that need to be gun-free zones. So, you, but here's where the problem is. So, you're telling me we can build multi-million dollar high school football fields, uh-huh. but we can't have a couple real security guard, like real people walk around the hallway. Not necessarily just for mass shootings, but also for, like, also if that school's known for drug issues, whatever. Yeah. I'm not even talking about IPS. I'm talking yeah. about, like, down here. Yeah. We don't have enough money in the budget. Dude, I, I can I can tell you, I mean, even from talking, you know, with the, guy, with the people we talk to on Smugcast, that there are a lot of veterans in this country who would love nothing more than to be the security at a school. To yeah, be able it, to make sure that those little kids are safe from anybody trying to do some dumb shit. And and to take those veterans who may have mental health issues from coming back and, and not have a sense of purpose and give them a purpose. Give them a purpose, exactly. And then and think about it. A kid a kid like my son talking to him like, hey, you know, that's why I always get so enamored with talking to Scott Hardesty or, you know, even Sproles and things yeah. like that and um, other people and Jason Straw. Yeah talking to those guys about those stories that they're willing to talk about is because to me they they sacrifice a lot but when they come back we don't sacrifice enough for them no we don't we don't we don't <laughs> we we ask them to put their life on the line but then we don't want to do shit for them when they come back 22 every 22 seconds uh, yeah. it's still like a, someone from you know all the way back from vietnam and up or yeah. you know killing every 22 them. seconds somebody commits suicide a veteran commits suicide <clears throat> Yeah, and it's it, fucking a shame, man. Yeah, and and I, that's why I always wondered is like it doesn't have to be like this uh, Fort Knox type place where kids when you know patting them down and see through backpacks. I get nah, that. Man. Yeah, but I mean, just having that presence in there. Yeah, and 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 there, you know, with all the you know concealment technology these days, and you know jackets and pants and different shit, like those kids would never even know that that guy had a gun on him. I mean, you can literally take. A certain chemical and aluminum uh, foil, throw a bunch in there and just throw them, and it yeah. can make things. And you would never know. No, they had it, you know. So, yeah, I think there's alternatives, but we we don't. A lot of it's money driven. Like, well, we don't have money in the budget. 
So you got yeah. money and budget to protect the kids. Yeah, bullshit. You got fucking money in there. Like, they're playing on AstroTurf, for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> those, those are million-dollar fields. Yeah, million-dollar fields. You know, and, and then, you know, and but they don't want to have the perception like, oh, my, my kid goes to one of these schools. We have to get out of here. But that's where some of these schools have that perce- perception. It was like, oh, yeah. I didn't buy a half-million-dollar home to have my kids go to Beirut. Yeah. I'm like, well, you let your kid get shot up and tell me what you think. No, and that's the whole thing is having – I'm not a big fan of I, – I don't want to walk in places. Um, I was in Walmart today, like I said, in Vincennes, and they have this thing now. I don't think I've seen it here in Greenwood. So, like, look, so you walk in the front door, and then there's this like this. Um, it looks like the old um, – uh, so when you used to drive out in the country and you pull up to someone's property and you have to swing over – open the doors. Yeah. That's what they have at the front. So it's like an automatic open and close. Huh. So it's, I've never seen one. I don't know what it's for. Like, I mean, it's like a like a glass door? No, or? no, no. It's just, no, it's just two arms that connect like this. They walk into Walmart. So, so it's like a gate? Yeah, a gate. Yeah. So you walk into two front doors, the greeter's right here, and then uh-huh. you still got to go past there. Like, they have to open up for you to go through. I don't know if that's a new security thing, so no one can go past there. Huh. Like it would, uh, but it's yeah, not a door, so like yeah. somebody could run in and jump over it, jump over it, yeah, <laughs> or slide underneath say. it, depending on their yeah. skill of, yeah. you know, still team six. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but before we wrap up here, I did have a couple of these pull up. All right, cool. Some of these jokes. These are Dave Chappelle. Uh, this one's called "New White People." This is from Sticking Stones. It's only a minute thirty, so I definitely want to get a listen to this because this is one of the things that people were upset about. But in my experience, uh, poor white people love, and I mean, they fucking love heroin. (laughs) (laughs) They can't seem to get enough of it. I didn't even know what I was looking at at first. I was just driving like, why are all these white people so sleepy out here? These things. (laughs) It's really bad. And that fact, I was coming out of a nightclub the other night in Dayton, and I parked my car in the alley, and no one was out there. I didn't have no bodyguards or nothing. I was home. I figured everything was fine. And as soon as I opened my car door, all by myself, suddenly uh, one of these heroin-addicted whites just pops out of the trash can and scared the shit out of me. I screamed, ah! And then I realized it was a woman. She was fucked up. She said, <coughs> Hey man, hey man, relax, okay? <coughs> I'm sick, alright? I need some drugs, man. Please, I'll suck your dick for five dollars, man. I was like, ugh. <laughs> Two. So that's one of the ones that people kind of got upset about. What the fuck would you get upset? That's 100% true. I know. I know where she is. <laughs> um, so, and then it, it was just, I mean, it's that because the heroin epidemic in America is awful, but the heroin epidemic in some aspects was created by your wonderful government. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, we need to restrict your pills now. What? So you've got me addicted to these, and now you want to take them away? <laughs> yeah. Well, what do we do to get off of them? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll give you something else. <laughs> well, what are you going to give me? Methadone, uh, Suboxone. 
um do you want to lose some weight like you're going you're, <laughs> yeah. do you have vacation time <laughs> so and and then uh i think i think the people of oxycontin just got in trouble for like all the money they made yeah they and, did and they hit it people i tell you what so my main thing is is we just want to go over the pc culture kind of where we're at and then i mean especially when your parents like i have two boys two teenage boys he has two daughters and we're functioning people because does it is it considered gun violence if you hit her with the end of the gun does that go into the stats i don't think so i think that's just assault that was a question someone asked me oh (laughs) but you have to be able to laugh at certain things right um and you do and there are certain things you have to respect like you're not gonna walk up to a lady and i hate to keep saying walmart and be like man you fat <laughs> like have you know like yeah but if you're friends with somebody and they're struggling like dude like like hey man you need to lose some pounds like bro. what what can we do like you yeah. need like you know rally around people but i think other people upset because dave Chappelle made fun of uh the 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 jesse smollett incident yeah you know and, and what do you call him jesse uh i forgot what i guess just just jesse he didn't want to say jesse yeah and it's but we have to point out people's flaws i mean the manpower we we spent on that and how it wasn't true and and, you know he lost his own job and i don't understand there's some mental health issues right there oh yeah absolutely like like they're they're like it that's and i don't know if that's just if that's just an ego thing or fame's fading thing yeah i mean he was on um empire yeah empire yeah empire yeah and you know i don't know i mean i understand people do things for attention but that is a huge red flag right there oh yeah absolutely like you said he's like who has a noose in the middle of the night (laughs) you're going to subway (laughs) with a noose and you're a a movie or tv star and you're going to subway yeah not penn station (laughs) you're not going to uh jimmy john yeah someplace good yeah, you're going to subway. Fucking subway. So I, uh, I just hopefully you know people can. You have to make fun of all of it. You do, and you have. But I understand like going across lines. But if you're going to go to a comedy, going to go to a show, like like I enjoy going. I never know what they're going to say, but if they can make a tragedy be funny, yeah. And then sometimes you just need to laugh about it, and you can't make everything about yourself. You have to get outside your own bubble because we're we're living in bubbles. We the the problem is that that people can't make fun of them can't make fun of themselves anymore. Uh, I know I made a career out of it, <laughs> and, and and it's fine. And I I have my own insecurities. You did um we did some pictures a couple of weeks back or whatever. And, yeah. and I was like, dude, I just I do not like these because I hate I don't like having my picture taken. I don't like being on video yeah. because I don't like the way I look. That's that's a me thing, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't project that on other people like no. if, if we're doing a family photo, I'm not like, "Hey, I'm not taking a photo." Yeah. Like it's a me thing, but we took photos, they look good and we got a good response and sometimes but I got out of my comfort zone in order to do that. Yeah. But get out of your comfort zone and listen to someone talk. I mean, you know, you know, I if someone's berating a certain race or a certain gender, I get it. If they have an agenda, but most most of these communities don't have an agenda. They just want to make you laugh. Yeah, and like you know, it's like uh, Bill Burr said on Rogan. He was like, "Dude, it's just I just try to talk about stuff." Or Rogan said, "We just try to talk about me and what me and my buddies will talk about." Yeah, and and that's you know, so find a group of friends that are diverse that have your same. And I still do it, and I'll say this last part is I still say things to get 
make people feel awkward to get a shock out of them. Because <laughs> that's funny is because you want to know what they're going to say back oh, yeah. to you. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if you say something, you know, um, like I called Mondo and I was like, hey, man. And Mondo is black. For those who don't know, I was like, hey, man, you know some people in the hood that could just steal my car? <laughs> and he, we've been friends so long. It's like, and someone else heard us talking. And he's like, yeah, man. And then so they're like, are they being, are they serious? Are they serious? <laughs> yeah. And that's the fun part of like always guide, always just what I always, I've always said this for a long time, slide into the joke. Yeah. If you yeah. slide into it, then none's going to bother you. Yeah. So AP, I appreciate you coming on. Hell yeah, man. This is fun, dude. It's, it's, it's been a long time since I, I know. Since I did a show. And then we were toned down. I know, right? We didn't go crazy. I know. Probably because it's 110 degrees in here. It, I mean, it's a little warm. <laughs> but like I said, is I appreciate you guys checking out the show um appreciate ap coming on ap you have anything to plug do you, do you still do anything oh man um i mean not really well i do a lot of shit but not much to plug hey if you need uh you, you need to buy or sell a house anything real estate related you can hit me up uh you can find me on uh on uh, facebook uh, what is the name of it? Just, I believe it is just Aaron Powell at Berkshire Hathaway. Um, let me let me check. I, sh- I should have brought this up. This is this is a first. Like I've never had to plug. I've never had to plug this. Also, if you need any uh, of those prints of the photos that will be out, um, he 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 can yeah, sell those to you. I can do those. We can autograph them. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Aaron Powell, uh, Berks- uh, comma Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, uh, Indiana Realty um i whatever you you want to buy you want to sell you want to rent whatever you want to do you can hit me up on there or you can send me an email uh it's a powell uh, at b h h s dot com uh or you can send it to uh real estate powell at gmail.com um other than that got the uh, pretty much my third job uh, which is AP Productions, uh, which BJ helps out on that too. That's right. Uh, but you can find that. Uh, it's AP Productions uh, on Facebook. Uh, you'll know it because the uh, the picture is just an AP. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, do real estate photos, do family photos, do, I mean, seniors, you name it, do videos. Uh, I'm actually going to go do a real estate uh, video marketing video tomorrow uh, for a for a big ass house. Uh, do all kinds of shit. Uh, BJ's involved in that. Uh, Sproles, if anybody remembers him, he's involved in that. Uh, but other than that, man, that's about it. Like I said, appreciate you coming on. Uh, stick around uh, for after this. Uh, be able to go through and go all the social media. I switched it up now. I'm just going to put it all at the end, so I don't have that's to. That's a good idea. Instead of be like, uh, because I struggle with it. Oh yeah, because I don't like social media. Yeah, I'm just sure. kidding. I love you all. All right, until next week. We'll see you. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email is the BJ Robbins Project at gmail.com. Facebook is BJ Robbins. Twitter is at the BJ Robbins. Instagram is BJ underscore Robbins. And Snapchat is the BJ Robbins. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to one of those platforms so we can make that happen. Thank you.